Hey everybody, welcome back to Inspired Action Life Podcast. I'm your host, Karen Baldridge, and as you see, I have a lovely lady to, on my side, she's to my left, but when this comes out and starts filming, she could be to my right, I'm not sure. But anyway, <laughs> she is a very special guest I have today because this is one of my best friends from growing up. Yes, <laughs> um, high school, even grade school for that matter, we've been through it all every stage of every part of our life um there's been touch points between her and i and i wanted to bring her on today because she has an interesting path and an interesting story that i thought some of you guys could relate to um because we're kind of like the everyman's man you know i mean we have similar um stories a lot of us do a lot of us who are listening have similar stories you know grown up did the right thing went to college got our degrees you know found that husband did you know had our kids we did everything like you're supposed to do right you know we did everything by the book like you're supposed to do and that's all good but then that leads you to a place where everything is sort of stalls <laughs> you know and then there you are and you don't know what is next because when those kids start to take that uptick and they start to get more independent you start to get exposed okay so all of a sudden you realize you don't know who in the heck you are, what you like, what you don't like, what you are going to do with the rest of your life. Because if you've been jumping in and out of careers, like I know she has and I have out of the workforce, because wanting to you know, put those roots down with our kids, wanting to then also kind of spread our wings a little bit on our personal giftings and how do we make a living out of that? How do we make a career out of that? These are all really big gray areas for many of us. So our stories are very relatable, but I'm bringing her on because we have an interesting convergence of what we have settled into, like the path we have settled into for our next stage of career and more than likely the final stage of our career because this is what we're both, we both feel called to do exactly what we're doing. So without further ado, I want to introduce you to my number one from day one. This is Anita Lively and um, she lives in Boulder and you know, Boulder's the Mecca of all of the spirituality movement and lots of stuff going on, lots of open-minded um, next level thinking opportunities for to find yourself again and to find empowerment again and i love how she has an open-minded approach to all of these things so i'm gonna pick her brain today we're starting out like i said on this new path and i'm gonna pick her brain a little bit on a few things that she's into that i don't know a lot about so i'm just gonna see what she has to say about it. so one of them is meditation and the other one is what she calls CRT, which is cellular release therapy. Have any of you heard of that? I don't know if any of you Midwesterners have heard of it, but I bet you Westerners have heard of it or anything like that. So possibly. Possibly. So we're going to find a little bit about that. But before we get to that, I'm just going to have Anita tell us a little bit about her path and how she eventually sort of veered into this lane that she's in now. So hi, Anita. Hey, Karen. Hi, it's like, I feel like I'm just, you know, reacquainting myself with you. And, you know, like you said, we've had a, a lifelong journey together and, you know, it might even be multiple lives for all we know, yeah. but, um, true, but definitely. We'll catch on that. 
<laughs> yeah, definitely um, um, a path that um, I love how we've kind of like, kind of like just intertwined together, kind of, you know, fallen apart a little bit, but come back together. Yeah. But, um, but I um, am ex so excited about the journey I'm taking now and really just kind of, um, and being reacquainted with my true essence at age 52 ish. Um, and so happy about my journey. Um, and it, it took lifetimes for me to get to this point. And, you know, it's going to take probably lifetimes to even unfold to even something even to more beautiful, beautiful lotus flower. But right now I'm on an amazing journey and love where I'm going. And, um, it did take me some trial and error to get here. And it also took me a lot of, um, um, illness to get here and illness, meaning I ended up getting kind of sick, um, and just really didn't know why I was getting sick. But yeah. with that said, I realized it was an accumulation of, of traumas or life events or fears or beliefs that I ended up having about myself and my life. And, um, I had to figure it out. I had to figure it out for myself. And basically I'm here now because I've decided I want to be my true hero. I want to be a hero to myself and take empowerment and healing Love it. on, um, yeah. And my, on my own level and, and make it my own journey and with hopes, um, helping other people to, um, help them become empowered in their healing journey as well. I so. love that. I mean, that isn't that the ultimate stop for all of us is like, but here's the, here's the catch. Not everybody yeah. knows that that is something we need to strive for, which yeah. then lends itself to all the reasons that we feel unsettled and unhappy yeah. and undervalued and sometimes invisible and yeah. all of those other feelings that a lot of women specifically, but even men too, can get to this point in their life. You know how some people will call it the midlife crisis. For mm -hmm. men, that's probably more it acts out in other ways. For us, it's this feeling of lost. <laughs> like mm -hmm. I'm, I am, I am lost. And what am I even <laughs> good at? Because you, what do I even like? Because as you know, we like what our kids were into. We like right. what they like. So whatever they were into, that's what we were into. We were like chameleons. Again, perfect. It's great, but that should have been part of the story. <laughs> you're you're right, and and also, you know, you and I both. I was a stay at home mom. I still kind of am a stay at home mom. Yep. Um, and I didn't. I like you said. I took on what my children took on, but they also played an important role in who I am today and shaped who I am today. And, and because of them, I am so grateful that I'm on this journey, but I did, be, I, I was lost as a mom. I thought, you know, I thought we both grew up in, in a religion where it was, I don't want to blame religion on it, but we grew up in a time where it was okay for the women to stay at home, to raise children, to um, take on the responsibility of, you know, being the primary caregiver. Mm -hmm. And, and I was, and I did a kick yeah. butt job on it. And I'm sure yeah. you did too. I know you did. Yeah. Like I was amazing at a stay at home mom, um, loved it, but you know, I'm, I'm realizing and realize that, you know, there was something else out there for me and I wasn't living to my truest um, potential and truest self. And, um, and it's time it's, it's really time is now. And, um, I'm really happy to be a part of it. Well, I agree. And, and I do agree that there, that was more, um, and it's still a great option and I still don't regret being the stay home mom. Right. You know right. what my misstep was? And I wonder if you agree with this is that we could have been more, 
to ourselves why we were being stay-at-home mom. You know, you have to be attentive. You have to give. If you're going to commit to be a stay-at-home mom, then, you know, you really need to be present because you're home for a reason. So you need mm -hmm. to be there and pour, you know, all of you, all of your essence into it, which I did, which I know you did. I loved it. You know what? Mm -hmm. I felt called to it. I'm sorry, but I did. Yeah. And I'm not going to apologize yeah. for that. I'm very unapologetic about the fact and you that shouldn't. I was a stay-at-home mom. I was called to it. I, it plain and simple. Mm -hmm. However, the, the bigger picture is that there's some parts that I lost of myself along the way yep. in absorbing myself into the calling of being mom, because then mm -hmm. that becomes synonymous with giving everything to them and being the right. martyr and being the right. victim and blah, right. blah, blah. That's where well, I and we also we also suppress so many things as as a mom. We we suppress our feelings. We suppress our what we truly are, and by yeah. just burying yeah. and burying and burying, it, it's it you know we lose our identity, and um, you know yeah, and you know what? Guess what? We're still moms, but now, you know, we have the ability to be ourselves as well. So. Um, yeah. and you know, be accountable to who we are. And it's, it's been amazing. And, you know, I would encourage all moms, you know, whether you have a newborn or, um, a, a toddler teenager, whatever you, you can still, you can still become and aspire to, to doing whatever you want to do and be who you want to be. You just have to know and read your inner guide and your inner self to know where your path lies. Yes, um, it's to be aware of it. You know what? It's just the yeah. fact that you have that option to bring awareness to tapping into that side of you and um, growing it. Because other than that, it's like the seed that doesn't get watered. It just kind of stays yep. under the dirt. Yep. It's still there. Yep. It's just yep. not growing because it's covered up. We covered it up with, oh, well, I should stay home because they need me tonight. Or I should give up this because they need me tonight. So you're constantly like, I always think of like um, that poem, uh, Shel Silverstein, The Giving Tree. Oh, well, let me give you my leaves to cover you. Oh, well, let me give you my branches so that you can cut it down and stay warm. Oh, well then here, come down and sit on my the stump of my, you know, because you need a rest. You know what I'm saying? Like you give it all because willingly, because you want to. Not because I felt like right. I had to, but because I want to, however, right. Like and saying, where's the self-care in that? Like, really, you know, you guys, right. Because you, we so didn't know about it. You and me, we didn't right. know about it. I no, mean, that no. was not in our, in our understanding. That was not even in our lexicon of what? Mm -mm. what? Self-care no, no. Self -care for me was taking a shower by myself for 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, Isn't that you know? nice? Yeah. I mean, if yeah. you could manage it. I mean, let's face mm -hmm. it. You always had, you know, kids knocking on the door or trying to open the door or, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's never. But even growing up, you know, both of our moms were not into self-care. <laughs> you know, like mm -hmm. they didn't even yeah. understand so the concept. No. Of self-care. Not even no. close did they understand the concept. No. Women and men both actually, you know, yeah. didn't and still don't. You know, I mean, it, it, it's getting better, but it's still, it's still there. And especially for men, self-care is huge. Self-care and doing work and finding true happiness in yourself exists in both sexes. So, but you're right. It, it happened yeah. specifically with us. Well, yeah, definitely. And, you know, and just, you know, whatever. But, Finding hobbies and stuff, that just really wasn't a thing, I guess is what yeah. I'm saying. That just really right. wasn't a thing. Right. And so that is probably how you and I both came to the path where all of a sudden, <laughs> wait, wait a minute, something's not right, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah. Like, what is it like? Oh my God, I'm missing something. There is something, I, I don't even know what I'm missing, but I feel sad and hollowed mm -hmm. out and mm -hmm. I don't even know why. My life is good by everyone else's standards. Like, right. you know, people look at it, what's wrong? You got everything, you know, blah, blah, blah. That's fine. Yeah, you can think that, but it's what's going on in the soul that mm -hmm. really made the difference. So tell mm -hmm. me how, what was the awakening for you? Because I've got my mm -hmm. awakening story. What was it? Was it the illness or was there something that even was before the illness that you started to go oh, um i think um well it definitely has been an accumulation um over the years but i think what what made me wake up um and what was what made it, illness i succumbed to illness and i think what it was is after the birth of my fourth child um and he so i have a big gap between my third and fourth Yes. kids you know um i have a I, he was nine at the time and then i had a newborn and we weren't planning on having any more children but our little surprise you know <laughs> popped into our lives and yeah. he's amazing um but it was right after his birth that i um hit a wall and i because i didn't want any more children i was thinking yeah i'm gonna have the kids out of the house and Please. yeah empty nest and independent and and i didn't and for a long time i didn't want another child but I mean now is just the biggest joy of our lives like I couldn't imagine life without him but um but I think that's when I started realizing that I needed a bigger I had a bigger purpose in life and my purpose involved him and it involved um healing and it involved healing on a deep deep cellular level um because i i went into all doctors i went to all medical doctors i i traveled down the path of western medicine um i sort of remember then, that journey right at that very beginning we were still yeah. like, you know kind of and i remember you looking searching searching for answers yeah. searching i was searching for external answers i was like someone has to be able to help me something something else is out there well i didn't realize at the time and it took me uh, it took me about uh, seven or eight years of of him after he was born so he's like six or seven years seven or eight years old and i started taking yoga classes and um didn't realize it at the time that i was living in a trance i was living in a trance because my system was so jacked up um my sympathetic system was so jacked up i was living in a state of constant anxiety constant um stress and um and i don't want to attribute it to him to my fourth child um but it was definitely a state of stress and I couldn't, I couldn't figure out why I was in this state of stress. So I started taking yoga classes and then I was like, wow, I really, really like yoga. And, and I think what really, what I was really in tune with was laying in Shavasana. <laughs> that yeah. was, that was, oh, yeah. yeah, that was like, holy crap, here I am laying in Shavasana, being yeah. fully vulnerable, fully exposed and being in a relaxed state. And then I was like, wait a minute, this relaxed state is the state I'm, I want to be in. This is where I felt the internal peace and internal connection that I don't think I'd ever um, connected with. So I started taking that journey and I was like, oh, this journey. I'll yes. Yep. Because again, as a reminder, you and I were not born and raised into that kind of open-minded culture. Nope. Not at all. And you know what? We didn't talk about emotions, didn't no. share emotions. Never, never was I, you know, it wasn't that I wasn't allowed to cry or wasn't allowed to express myself. We just didn't. It was, yeah. it didn't exist. It was in a, a, a detachment from emotions. And so we went through life um, 
you know, with a lot of insecurities, right? You and I both. <laughs> oh my God. A lot of insecurities, a yeah. lot of self-doubt, a lot of, um, not, no self-love. I yeah. had yeah. not lack of self-love, um, mm -hmm. because I wasn't really given the tools growing up. So, you know, fast forward into my late forties and here I am and all these things are starting to boil up and come to surface. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, Oh, what is this? You know? Yes. And so I started showing physical symptoms because that's what happens when you, you know, your everything that gets stored in your subconscious. Um, when it starts becoming a symptom, then it's, yep, it boils up and it boils up. And when it starts, starts becoming a symptom, then you, then you are in a full fight or flight trance mode and, you, you've, and I found myself just completely not able to function. So I started taking yoga, became a yoga instructor. And I was like, Oh, this is such a cool path. And so I became a yoga instructor, loved it. Um, and I realized there was something deeper, um, because I wanted to tap into that mindfulness. I wanted to tap into yes. my inner, my inner self. And I, and I knew that there was something you up too. So you knew mm -hmm. you were supposed to do this because there's like this little energy that starts to well up on yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's the stirring. Yep. Yep. You, and I didn't know what to do with it. I, and the really cool thing about that is, um, and I can go down the whole other path of how we're energetic beings when you, we're energy, right? We're energetic I beings. I right? geek out on this. I love this stuff. Oh my God. And yeah. And, and knowing when you have an electric or an energetic surge, an energetic charge that is your higher self, your soul, your, your, whatever it is, your source stirring up inside of you. Yes. And, and, yes. and I was connecting with that and I didn't know what it was. So I had to decide and, and I had to discover and research what it is, what it, what is this that I'm, what, what is this stirring up inside of me? Uh, it felt amazing. Um, and I wanted more of it. So, um, started, after I became a yoga instructor, we moved, we ended up moving back to Boulder because um, we had lived all over the U.S. for years. You were yeah. like the nomad yeah. for a while. You were just near, yeah. near, yeah. East gypsy. Yeah, total <laughs> gypsy, Southern, you know, you were everywhere. Yep, yep. But we, hey, we were called. We got the calling back to come back to Boulder. And I took a course um, with a friend of mine called Neurokinetic Therapy. And that course was using... Um, muscle testing to find um neuromuscular imbalances in the body mm -hmm. and um i got fully involved with that started teaching um nkt which is what we call it in nkt world and worked with clients on trying to find physical imbalances like um i love weight training and i became a fitness instructor and so i was working with clients in the fitness industry we're using nkt you know, people come in with pain in their backs, pain in their in muscles, and, and using the neuromuscular, um, the NKT technique, I, you're able to find out imbalances using um, muscle testing. So, and then I was like, mm, there's a connection between the brain and the body in through the energy system using a, mus a muscle testing technique, which is really freaking cool. That so I so was like, cool. I mean, like, yeah. like, what do you like? What does that mean? What are, like, what, how do you test a muscle? Like what, what does that look like? Um, in, so in broad strokes, what's the in process? broad terms? You use a muscle mm -hmm. as an indicator to, and, and you compare it with another muscle or compare it with many muscles to find out where the source of the pain is and using it's a neural pathway between your brain and your musculoskeletal system, basically. Okay. And, and you find out that, 
it's it's any you know that it can be an emotional connection a neuromuscular connection a pain connection it's it, it's it's all related so it's not just using muscles it's also finding the connection where where it lies in your brain um so it's it was it's a really cool technique um and it's a, definitely a gateway to um a whole other set of modalities <laughs> that's like well yeah i mean that's like a rabbit hole because then yeah. i found myself in that same situation that once i was turned on to understanding um mindset and mindfulness you start to really go down all these other um, mind body wellness rabbit holes. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. One you know what actually happened? Like Ayurveda, you know, and going, no, yeah. what is Ayurveda? And like, totally. how does that work? So I've been, you know, like all down that rabbit hole for like a, over a year. <laughs> yeah. Years. Yeah. It's like, there's I, so much to learn. Oh my God. It's never ending. I'm taking like two extra courses right now, but it's, that's just a side note. But that, you know, it was really hobby. cool. That's yeah, yeah. You yeah. found it. It yeah. is. I mean, yeah. it, it's like knowing and exploring all of the the possibilities that are um, available to us for mm -hmm. to, to tap into those, um, like you said, energy or these unseen forces, I guess, yeah. or energy sources. I mean, because I don't want to say unseen forces because I'm not trying to like conjure up anything like, right, right. <laughs> you know, I'm not talking about conjuring. It's what's in line with our truest self. Like where, yeah. what's, you know, creating an alignment, basically. It's a, a balancing an alignment in our lives. That's what it is. Yes, right? and, that, and that is. And so I, I choose to, to look at it more from that way as a force for good and as a force yeah. for peace and as a, yeah. a yeah. just living in abundance for mm -hmm. while we're here on this. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. You know? Amen. Amen. So it's just, you know, finding out everything there is to find out. So, so now for you, this is an interesting path because you were um, an OTA, weren't you? Weren't you occupational <laughs> therapist? Yep. Yeah. And yep. so that's kind of the, again, my, my, you know, podcasts, I usually call it success leaves clues. Okay. When I interview uh -huh. people, it's success leaves clues. So like under that umbrella, that is one of the clues because yeah. you were already drawn to the physicality of the body and how loving it fix certain things. And that's probably why you jumped in in mm -hmm. the first place, but yeah. then the path got a little murky and we weren't sure where it all connected. But now just talking to you right now, I'm going, when you're talking like the neurokinetic, oh, wait a minute. That was your first clue. You, yeah. you had no idea yeah. that this was coming like 20 years later. Yeah. This, the fullness of that choice back when you were 19, 20 years old, the fullness of it is finally taking shape right now in this part yeah. of your life. So yes, yeah. yeah. always does leave clues. We it just does. look for them, you know, yeah. and, and then the contrast that happened in our life you know, like with your illness and, and just that weird feeling of unsettledness that also is meant for us. It doesn't happen to us. Mm -hmm. It happens for us. And that mm -hmm. is part of the picture. That's part of the story, the journey. And that's yeah. another clue, you know? Yeah. I mean, I love the human body. Loved it, loved it, loved it. And I've always been drawn to understanding how it works from a physical perspective. I was, you know, in yeah. occupational therapy, I was drawn to understanding the body and understanding how it worked, but didn't realizing, didn't realize at the time that there was actually a connection between the mind and the body. Oh. And, you know, cause there's such a separation in Western medicine and there's such a huge connection to both of those. So you're right. The clues 
led me further and further along in my in my path um, to where I am now. And you know, in yeah, and doing the NKT work, I actually was put on a table receiving a treatment um, about a year and a half ago. And I was on the table because I tore my rotator cuff, one of my rotator cuff muscles, oh, um, hiking. Yeah, and um, I was receiving treatment, and the person who was giving, was helping me, um, said to me, he basically touched a, a, a meridian over here, and I was like, at the time, I was like, what the hell is that? And yeah. when he touched it and did some work, I instantly started crying. I had such a release of emotion. And I was like, what is happening? I went in to get treatment on my shoulder and he treated an emotional aspect of my being that I was like, what, what just happened? And the, the area I'm talking about specifically is, a, is the lung meridian and the lung meridian is tied to grief. And I, at the time had no idea that I had so much grief in my life. Um, and so I, he suggested to me that I do deeper work and that that's what led me into the cellular release therapy work to do emotional trauma work. And so all these things are just tying and, you know, stair stepping like up. Breadcrumbs. And that's yeah. why everyone's story that I talked to will start to piece together their entirety of their life and how they arrive. Yeah. And so it all starts to come together and yeah. make sense. And so yeah. right there, one thing led to another. Yeah. And then you were on to this cell he told you about or turned you on to cellular yeah. release therapy. I need to get into that with you because mm -hmm. I don't have a knowledge, even a basic knowledge of it. I don't have <laughs> any knowledge and nothing, nothing. So if you could at least on the most basic terms that you can put it and then whatever you can add unto it, let's do it. What is it? Yeah. So I'm a newbie to the whole, the whole concept i just got trained oh my gosh karen it's been well it's been a year ago i was trained um went to my first um crt um training session in the in the couple who um are the founders and developers actually live here in bold in denver like an hour from us so i of course of course an awakening yeah. and so i i started i took the course with my friend um, and got trained and um, basically um, cellular cellular release therapy is a form of hypnotherapy mm -hmm. where um, a client me whoever is is worked with is put into under hypnosis into a trance and can access in a trance the subconscious and and with the subconscious coming kind of rising up in the conscious mind takes a rest so it's it's a form of deep meditation, but it's also, it's hypnotherapy. So the person yeah, is put into a trance. Okay. Yeah. And the, the subconscious is basically, um, come up to the surface and then the conversation between the hypnotherapist and the client can work through the subconscious mind in healing all kinds of traumas, fears, beliefs, patterns, grief. I mean, anything that would, um, would come, you know, bubble up and then it's released um, through a set of instructions and set of suggestions um, while under, hypno, under hypnosis and um, it's cleared and it's cleared from the energy system and what's brought back in as it's cleared and released is light and love and so under in that space that where the fear or the belief or whatever was held it's now released and light and love can come in and take over and then there's a shift and a healing path and a healing process takes place and it works. It is 
by far probably the most transformative type of work um, that has ever, ever occurred to me, for me, with me, <laughs> and I'm passionate about it. So I am, that's my passion right now is working with people um, who have who have traumas. Um, and it can be, it can be anything, traumas, addictions, um, past life traumas. Um, it, it literally encompasses everything and the work is done and, and then the person can move forward with their life. So, so how yeah. is it done? It is, does it require a laying on of hands or what, what is the mechanism? How, how does this happen? Good question. Um, so the work, because, because I said before that we're energetic beings, the work, um, can be done and is, is done energetically. So. I love to work with people face-to-face, -face, but this work doesn't have to be done face-to-face. Um, -face. You can do it via Zoom, um, via phone call. You, we, I basically have to see the person's face or the person's um, hand because um, that is how the work is done. So it can be done via Zoom and the person is in a very relaxed state, lying down wherever they're comfortable and, um, yeah and that's and that is we crazy. talk through suggestions yeah and it's really cool and you know a lot of people say well i don't think i can go under hypnosis i'm i'm too heady or you know i i don't i can't meditate well if you can i tell people that if you can close your eyes and and try it karen close your eyes and imagine yourself in your living room imagine yourself being surrounded by your furniture the space um what do you see I see everything that you told me to see. <laughs> yeah, see, I'm very, I'm very, I just do whatever you say. See, that's part of my problem. Um, <laughs> I have the people pleaser. Yes. Okay. Whatever you say. I'll do it. Yep. I got it. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, I, I, I see the space that I'm familiar yeah. with. I, I feel how I feel when I sit in there and whether or not I like it, which is a big deal Ooh. for why Ooh. you should like. Yes, your space. <laughs> you like yeah. it. I mean, you should. You should feel energetically aligned with what's in your space. I mean, absolutely. Oh my God, we could. Just you know, talk and that's about a, that's another rabbit hole. We could go off on that whole. Yeah, like, yeah, and you know, there can be even clearings. We call them clearings. There can be clearings done around even the space you live in. You know, if you don't feel safe in it, can you can you clear that so you can feel safe in it? But but basically, I asked you to do that little. Um, that little technique because people if people say oh i don't think i could do it if you can just close your eyes and imagine then you can actually be put into a trance and under hypnosis it's just it's in a mat it's using your imagination but but using it you don't want to have people use their imagination when you're doing the work with them but you want to be able to tell them hey if you can imagine something then you can so it's like definitely... a trial run so you can understand how it works and how your brain yeah. will receive yeah 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 and well, how yeah, do you just pull them back out of the, the hypnosis then? Like, how um, after, after the work's done, after we work on whatever needs to be cleared, then, then I would count them back up. Um, and you know, make sure that their conscious mind has access to the material that they, that they contacted through the subconscious. And if they're allowing their self to be in contact with it, then we slowly come back up out of the trance. And yeah, and then, you know, what's really cool is this work can be done without medication. It can be done in the comforts of your own home. It can be done, yeah, it can be done anywhere where you feel where you're, you're safe and you have comfort and um, it's, it's beautiful work. It, it it's, really it's, is. yeah, I Karen, I've seen so many people heal through this work and I'm a testimony, I'm a living testimony that I've healed through this work and 
um, through, through all kinds of traumas and fears and beliefs. I mean, I could give tons of examples of how it helped me. <laughs> that but, is yeah. so crazy. And I mean, yeah. I, I just, again, I love the whole power of these alternative like modalities, if you want to yeah. call them that, because, mm -hmm. you know, especially in the world that we're living in right now, there's so much that's out of our control that mm -hmm. is foisted upon us so much rage and, just blah, yeah, yeah, yeah. loud voices and lots of hugely horrible bad energy coming in yeah. that that it is hard to be a stalwart against it, um, let alone it's kind of hard to not absorb some of it. Even if you're trying to avoid it, you, you, you know, mm -hmm. it's hard to, you know, not absorb it. But how do you get, release it then? How do you get above it? And then how do you let go of it? Because right. You, and how do you empower your own health? How do you, you how know, do you it's not about have impact you in a negative way in terms of your physical health, let alone yeah. your mental health? Yeah. You know, because it's for yeah. sure going to be tapping into your mental health, but how do you not allow it to be part of your physical story, you know, yeah. physical health story that you have? So, yeah, no, mm -hmm. I mean, that is crazy. I, I, yeah. I am completely fascinated by this and, and I can speak from, you know, just living where I live versus where you live. This is not something that is yeah. around here. I mean, this is not, how, how does it work with Reiki? How, how can I ask you that? Cause there are Reiki healers around here. How does, right. how does it intertwine or does it? at all before. um it's something it's, reiki is separate it's definitely a, a, a modality um it's an energy modality i mean i don't i haven't really studied specifically what reiki is i mean i'm familiar with it right. but um crt work is um is not it's an energy-based work but it's not um reiki I mean, yeah, it's, I it, like this it's is more tapping a little deeper because there's like some hypnotic things like subconscious work where yeah. as I understand Reiki, it's like an energy field. Like they're yeah. kind of like fielding out what is in your conscious right. mind, what is. Right. And, and you know, you can, you want in, right. And then the CRT work, you, you're allowed to tap into the subconscious on a cellular level. You're tapping so deep at a cellular level um, which is where all these things get stored and trapped in our bodies anyway, on a cellular level. And so it, you know, that's, that's where this is like the deepest, most intricate level. And you know what? And, and I don't know, you know, this is really throwing this out there. I, Karen did not, I was, we were born and raised Catholic and, um, you know, and I went through a really strong Christian walk as well. And, um, didn't necessarily believe in reincarnation, but now I'm a, a huge, huge believer of past lives, um, living through past lives. You know, even if you're not, you can still do the work, but I'm diving now into um, past life regression and past life trauma. So this, this is like on a cellular level and also on a, on a past life level. So which in, you know, re releasing and clearing things from past lives can allow you to does that forward come in this up life. in these, these sessions mm -hmm. too? Like, yeah. really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's crazy how. I mean, again, there are so many wormholes to like yeah. get into with all of this because it's incredible, though. Even, you know, I mean, just from a, a spirituality standpoint, you know, there's going to be a lot of, you know, a lot of experiences that people have either no spirituality they were raised in and like you know you and I we were Catholic and I think both of us um, also brought on you know the Christian you know spiritual walk which I like to be the I like the understanding of um, 
that, you know, like there's the universe, right? But as, yeah. as you know, from anyone who has some Christian spirituality, you can just maybe see God. Every God has a different meaning to all these different spirituality things, you know. But for me, I can find it as he is the God of the universe. So, you know, that way I, I still understand God in, its, in his context. Yes. Yeah. Um, but you're right that it doesn't lend itself to past lives, um, you know, talk you know and, and yeah yeah so it's interesting how you bring but you can see though how it could lead itself to like um ancestral stuff because you know you you have the bloodline in you so yeah. surely along yeah. with that bloodline comes some of the brokenness that yeah. comes yeah. along with them some of the good but some of the brokenness so so yeah. you kind of see where that could be together too and I just think this world is a fascinating place and like when people say they're bored and like I have nothing else I understand that but if they only knew when all <laughs> these different like levels of understanding it's yeah. like like yeah. mind-blowing how many mysteries there are to solve in this world even with about our own selves yeah. and the depth of knowledge within our own selves and yeah so. and and if we set ourselves up for limiting beliefs and and putting the wall up then yeah we're not gonna then you're not gonna grow and you're not gonna see what you know the opportunities or what lies ahead or oh my god everything that's just so unfolding and I, I, you and i both have we are both open and mm -hmm. and open to so many different um ways of learning yeah <laughs> and, yeah ways you know, of learning knowledge paths understanding yeah. you know yeah that, that seeing isn't always believing you know mm -hmm. what i mean and it, sometimes it's it's uh, deeper to believe in what is not seen than what is seen yeah. what value is it to believe in what you can see i mean like yeah. that's that's yeah. just basic that's like yeah. you know third dimensional living you know that's just like you know you're just like do to do to do but i want to be above here and see the whole picture because let me just add that you know the way i kind of talk about it when i talk to clients about when i'm coaching them and having them understand that there is more to them and more to their lives than just what they see like the things that happen to them mm -hmm. um one of them I feel like the greatest word pictures that you can come up with is that, can you imagine like mm. we, um, back when the pyramids were built, can you imagine how did these people build these incredible structures with nothing, no tools, like handmade tools, none of the machinery cranes and all this other mechanical stuff yet they built these incredible don't doesn't even make sense hardly even in today's engineering mm -hmm. understanding let alone back then when it was like primeval it was primitive and they mm -hmm. still somehow built these pyramids now how do you think that happened well somebody tapped into some higher knowledge that wasn't just mm -hmm. whatever they could see around them because if i'm limited by what only i can see then that's all i'll ever get so there has to be more to what is possible. It's the dreamers that created these things. It's the people, like you said, that are open, that can mm -hmm. get that higher wisdom. Right. And can get right. bigger, greater yep. understanding yep. of what is possible. Yeah. Yeah. There's psychiatrists I've been studying who, you know, are along those same lines and they, because they were open to it, they were, they're now, they, they were able to channel 
and figure out, you know, the subconscious mind and, and yeah. deeper, deeper healing through hypnotherapy work or um, the psychology of how people live and what's, you know, what's going on in their minds. So yes, you're right. It takes, it takes an opening and a willingness and an enlightenment, an awakening, whatever you call it whatever to, you call it. yeah, to, um, it really does hold and open up. And there's so much to learn, so much to learn from and grow from. And I mean, I'm, I'm taking a tarot class now, which is amazing about the studying the tarot. The, um, like, the the, some like people call them the tarot cards. cards. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's and, crazy. Yeah, and in realizing that the the tarot that the tarot is the tarot, the tarot is about our soul journey and our soul path, and it's about us. It's, each card is is us, is our unique being, and unfolding and learning and growing. It's not just some mythical, you know, um, sketchy. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's how we thought of it, or like yeah. you know, like, like ooh, the Ouija board. <laughs> yeah, like a Ouija board. Like I would put yeah. it. In that same, yeah, I would put it not knowing where, you know, back then, you know, like I would have put yeah. it in the same vein as like an Ouija board, but this is more of a higher evolved understanding. It sounds like it yeah. has nothing to do with, you know, like again, conjuring things as much as mm -hmm. understanding things. Yes, Karen, that's exactly it. If we're open to understanding, understanding the process, understanding and growing, there's, there's so much that can that can be learned and unfolded and, and carried through generations. Yeah. And, and that I believe, I believe, you know, even the Bible speaks of generational curses for that matter. Yeah. And so there are, that's a, that's a real situation. The things that you carry have probably been carried along, even like, you know, they say like alcoholism and things like that. Yep. I mean, yeah. I feel like that's like a spirit that comes yeah. on people or, you know, their propensity towards drug addictions or other addictions. That, that yep. is something you carried from, you know, your yep. predecessors. Yep. So, and that's something that can be healed, by the way. That and can be it's healed. something that you can eliminate. So yeah. now tell me, do you do this? And before I let you go, can yeah. you do this as a, as, I mean, are you doing this as a business where somebody could find you to get this kind of healing work mm -hmm. since it only takes like Zoom? So what if somebody that lives near me would want to find you? Can you work with them over Zoom? Absolutely. I... Yeah, I can work with any person, and it and it's it's a universal um, technique. So it can be um, worked with through through Zoom, and I could be contact. I have an email. I um, have a blog, and um, can be contacted that way. And um, yeah, well and then let's do it. First of all, I'm putting you on the spot, asking for your email <laughs> or your huh. blog, and then um, I'll put it in the show notes just in case you know I get her all on the spot and we get this all mixed up. I'll put it in the show notes for those of you who are younger. <laughs> um, but go ahead and tell us what is your email and what is your blog and what kind of stuff do you talk about on your blog? So my email is Anita at lively.com. It's my last name, L-E-I-D-L-I.com. Um, and my blog, which I created um, a little over a year ago and post um, my journey post um techniques I use, modalities I'm learning, um, things that I just feel encompass the whole self, mind, body, spirit, um, religion. I mean, everything I, I kind of am learning to incorporate it all. Um, and it's Anita Gets Boulder. 
B-O-U-D-E-L.com. Oh, that's a good name. Yeah. So I was like, oh, you know, it's, it's time. It's time. Yeah. It's time I come into my well, truth. You got to put it out there. So because somebody needs to hear it. And that's something yeah. that I've learned as well as, you know, well, who am I to do this? But there's just somebody out there that might surprise you that just needs to hear your message in just the way that mm-hmm. you say it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's something about you that they're going to want to hear it from. And so there's just always something specific about the person delivering the message. Now, one more thing. I know that you do meditation. Do you have like a, a collaboration of meditations that people can, um, you know, tap into or listen to? And if so, where is it? So I started um, producing online meditations during COVID um, because, I mean, I love, I've been meditating for a couple of years now and it's been such a great journey. Um, great practice. So, but I started creating um, online through SoundCloud and it's also I need to get through Anita gets bolder.com and um, created it. My first one was for healthcare providers because I just, I mean, my, my daughter is a nurse and um, was really was just struck really hard by this whole COVID thing. And I thought, and just going back and forth in our conversation, she was mentioning to me the burnout and the stress that nursing that the nurses have. So I was like, Oh, I'm just going to create a meditation for healthcare providers in general. And, um, and then, um, just kind of like went from there. And I think I've only had like three or four meditations, but again, that's, you know, a process that, um, is kind of unfolding and taking some confidence. And (laughs) see, again, you just have to go with it. If it's in you, there's a reason it's knocking to get out. So there's somebody has to hear it. You have like, you know, kind of pay it forward. There's the process supposed to help, you know? So, Think yeah. of it that way. There's somebody who's right. missing out on it if you don't put it out there. Somebody who needs yeah. it, you know, yeah. awakening in that way. Yeah. So, so great. Yeah. Well, then I'll put that in the show notes too. So, cool. Yeah. Cool. So, oh my goodness. It was so fun talking to you. And so like all these different horizons that you're open, I guarantee everyone's going to be like, what is that? <laughs> G-R-T. What is it? No, I'm telling you, nobody around here knows about this. I'm telling it's you. It's really, it's really cool work. Really, really. That's freaking really cool. I mean, anything I, well then, you know, I'm going to have to be calling you on Zoom and you're going to do this to me. Right? <laughs> you know what? Actually, I would love that. Then you can, you know, you can I put can it out there. Hey, this experience. is, yeah, you're exactly like, what is it you went through? What is it, you know, that, that happened? What did you experience? Yeah, I would love to try. I would, I would love to, Karen. That would be amazing. That yeah. would. And, well, then we'll yeah. set something up because then I'll vlog about it and then kind of tell what you did and how you did it and, mm-hmm. and what we came up with because I'm sure there's some interesting stuff in there. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know. <laughs> there's, yes. It's yeah. lifetimes of, of yeah. built up... Um, yeah, I have no responsibility over what happened before I was born. <laughs> like, I take no responsibility. <laughs> so, just so you know. <laughs> oh, well, so fine. Well, then this just lends itself to a part two, because once you get deeper into this and then do some tarot readings for our tarot, I'm calling oh, it the bro. hillbilly way, tarot. Yeah. <laughs> Tarot cards, you know? It's whatever you want to say. It just resonates with me saying that way. Oh, you know what? Whatever, it doesn't matter how you say it. It's yeah. just recognizing that it's there. And yeah. you know, the other cool thing, which I'm going to actually talk about in, in my next blog post mm-hmm. is um, 
pendulums in pendulum testing and test in resetting your thymus because I've that's thymus. I've heard of yeah, pendulum your thymus. testing, but not as it pertains to a thymus gland. Yeah, well, there's, I'm talking about two different things actually. Oh. You can use your pendulum to test things that serves your energy system, serves your source, and, and help you to um, become balanced. And then you can also tap through your thymus. And one way to become balanced in your energy meridians is by doing thymus test, thymus tapping, which is really cool, really cool stuff. And if you're feeling unbalanced or I don't know, but when I become unbalanced, I get real heady and I'm get, I get really dizzy and I'm like, I, I think all over the place, like some serious ADD. Yeah, like ADD. <laughs> yes, that is me. Yeah. I mean, like I default to my ADD self. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like you I I can't focus. I'm like, I need to go lie down, but you can actually tap through your thymus and become centered and grounded within a minute. And then you're like, okay, now I'm aligned again and I can get through whatever it is I need to get that through. So it's really cool amazing. stuff. Yeah. So, so amazing. Really out there, but it works. It totally I, I works. mean, who cares? I love it. I just, yeah, I love that there's possibilities. I mean, that's just, it's endless. All of these yeah. different things. And it's just so interesting. So before when maybe we didn't have a hobby, this is now the hobby. It's like yeah. all of these different you know, ways of seeing life and, and, and seeing what's possible in your yeah. own life and for yeah. other people, because somebody's yeah. got to be the seer. Somebody's got to know. Yeah. And so that way you can share it, you know? Yeah. And you know what, Karen, I have to say this, uh, you know, because I have my little guy, little Luke, he's 11 now and he's at home with us and I'm still at home with him full time. And I'm still, I'm his teacher now. He's doing all this home learning. So oh. I'm basically his yeah. teacher and it can be done. This work can be done. I, you know, I had a limiting belief that I couldn't do this work um, because I had to be at home full time with Luke. I had to help him, but you know what? It can be done. And I just want to give encouragement to women out there who are really saying to themselves, you know, they're, they're putting up these, these limiting beliefs that they can't do the work or they can't, you know, find their path. It's untrue. Yeah. You can find it. You can totally go find your path and your journey. You just have to be open to it and awaken to it and, um, and become your own intuitive themselves to it. I mean, yeah. honestly, the, the, the way is revealed. If you want it, yeah. if you open yeah. to it, then the way seems to always be revealed. And because we believe bigger than the conventionality of, Oh, I need to jump back into the corporate world because that's yep. where I, that's how I can be a contributor to my family mm -hmm. or whatever. But you and I both know, and I definitely know, because I jumped in like four times, <laughs> like three or four times, and then jumped out. I'm like, I don't belong here. I don't belong here. There was such a uh, uh, deep, like, understanding that I do not belong here. I do not belong here. And part of it was probably my own limiting beliefs. Like, I am not as good as all these other people who have yep. been doing it consistently. Yep. So part of it yep. was my own thing. Yeah. Yeah. What you're offering is your own unique, um, it's going to be your own unique tribe and in your own unique self. And, you know, everyone is, we're all different, but we're all here to offer something so special yeah. and so unique. And you have it. You obviously, you know, you are here offering amazing gifts and we all can. Yeah, we all can. I mean, you, you know, sometimes it's outside of the box and it's not cookie cutter and it's not yeah. always conventional, but go yeah. with it. Go with yeah. whatever that is because there's there's a reason it was in you. I, yeah. I will say that sometimes to end this is like I wasn't I never had it in me to want to be like 
a lacrosse player or a soccer player or anything because I wasn't born to do that. Right. So right. I would never have that. It's not your journey. Towards it. it wasn't part, I can't connect with that journey, but right. I have always had the, uh, you know, belief or the yearning to do kind of what I do now where I speak to people or where, so that's why I chose public relations as my major. Love it. That was how this was going to work. So there's my breadcrumb, right? So there you my, go. Wow. Knowing yeah. myself enough to know that I like to communicate with, with people and to, you know, explain things or to tell a story or whatever it is. So that was my breadcrumb. And, but it turns out it, it really, had I not found mindfulness, I would still be trying to pursue that and wondering why it's not working out for me. Right. <laughs> you know, I would still be like running into the wall and going back in. <laughs> And then the wall again and just keep going back. And now you're like, why isn't this working out for me? I don't understand. <laughs> well, I think I know now. Um, I'm a little dense. It took me a little while, but I got it. So now I understand. And so you yeah. young moms out there, you know, try to think out of the box a little bit. You, not every yeah. answer is conventional. Some it is. Like yeah. your husband, my husband, conventional corporate jobs suit them. They were called to them. They both are successful yeah. in their lane. Yeah. They are high yeah. achievers in their lane yeah. because they found their dharma. They yeah. found what they are yeah. supposed to be doing. Yeah. And they found that earlier than you and I did. We just had to go yeah. on a little bit more of a journey. And so, yeah, and that's okay because that's where our journey was supposed to lead us to. And, to you know, yeah, and you know, you plant a seed, like you said earlier, if you, you plant a seed, if it doesn't grow, then you sow the garden again, and then you plant another seed. And if that grows, then that's where your path is. And if it grows into something more beautiful and more unfolding, then that's where your, that's where your journey is. And if it doesn't, then you plow again. And you know, and, and, it, and that's, it's okay. It's okay. You have to be vulnerable. You have to be willing to, um, fail at some things because yeah, it's you have open. to be willing to fail. I mean, I had mm -hmm. to do it several times. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I had to do it several times in order to, to realize I'm going in the wrong path because I was yeah. only going, I mean, not fail as in doing bad, but failing as in, I'm right. not happy. That's not <laughs> your, not that's not your Dharma. <laughs> it's not my Dharma and it doesn't come easy to me like it does to my coworkers. You know, it, it comes easy. There's a flow. I didn't have the flow. So, but now I do because it's very easy work. What I yeah. do is very easy. It's very awesome. it's part of me. It's natural. Same with you because you love it. So mm -hmm. moms out Absolutely. there, you know, you just listen to what this is telling you. Honestly, there's some great deep ancient wisdom that is down here that you're just not paying attention to because it's not conventional. Yep. So, yep. Um, or sometimes it's not conventional. Sometimes it is. Maybe you want to be a baker because right. you're really good and you just haven't done it because, oh, I, that's, I shouldn't be doing that because I, mm -hmm. that's not a for sure. Mm -hmm. well, mm -hmm. Maybe, you yeah. know, the great wisdom is telling you. Move yeah, on. you're right. You're, you don't, sometimes you, like you said, sometimes you don't, you're, you're on the path and you're not awakened to it. And, you know, you have to be willing to, to see where your path is yeah. and accept it. Yep, and yes, if you're a baker, then you're a baker. That's awesome. For me, I'm still a stay-at-home mom, but, yeah. you know, and that's I my path. Too. I mean, my, you know, with the staying home, you know, I still am running around crazy like I had, you know, chicken with my head cut off, running, <laughs> you know, Veronica everywhere, and then, you know, Brock yeah. just leaving, so, but I'm still going back and forth to get him at school, you know, so I still play the mom role, and mm -hmm. you and I both would agree, I wouldn't have changed anything about that. I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. I was in my Dharma back then. Yeah. I was in yeah. my Dharma. Yeah. Yep. But I should have been seeding these other things along the way, but right. I didn't, but here I am, so.
but it's okay because you had to work through some insecurities at the time too. Oh, so hundred percent. Good Lord. Yeah. <laughs> work in progress. So anyway, so moms out here, I hope you gained something from this and I hope you, you know, understand that there's more than meets the eye to you and to your life and to your purpose in this life. I mean, there's mm -hmm. always more than meets the eye. You need to know and understand. Let's start doing some digging and let's find out what else is there. So, mm -hmm. all right, my friend, well, I'm going to let you go and just know that you're coming on for a version two, part two. <laughs> once we find out, you I'm ready. Through this. That's right. Yes. You can be our advisor. You're our, our alternative spiritual advisor here on my podcast. And we'll just kind I'll of take bring it. you in to enlighten us on what else is out there. So you're playing that cool. role and cool. uh, we'll bring you in, pick your brain. Love it. Love it. I love it. I love it too. It's so fun. Oh, it was a breath. We could talk forever, but I'll let you go. So right. thank you so much, my friend. And uh, love you. we'll meet again. Okay. And I'll put all your information. Anyone who needs to find Anita, I'll put it on the show notes. Okay. Thanks. Bye, Bye friend. <laughs>